All right, take your seats, everyone. This time we are talking about midweek resets and evening rituals. So please take your seats. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Change Academy podcast. I'm Monica Reinagel. And I'm Brock Armstrong. And in this podcast, we talk about the art and the science of behavior change. But actually, we do more than just talk about it. We also practice it and Mm -hmm. invite you to practice it with us. And in fact, to that end, uh, those of you who have been listening to the podcast since the very beginning, and we thank you, will probably recall that we started out with a sort of manifesto. We recorded eight episodes on the eight things that we think you need to create permanent change. Now, if you're newer to the podcast, welcome, but you might not know that those episodes exist. But either way, we have a little New Year's gift for you. We have put together a sort of workbook, a sort of study guide to those first eight episodes that gives you some notes from those and also some space to do the exercises. So if you'd like to get your hands on that, you can go to changeacademypodcast.com slash notebook and download your free copy of the Change Academy Lab Notebook. So let us know if you find that useful. Hopefully it will help you in your journey to become your better self. But today, what we are going to focus on is, you know, when you start your week off and you're like, it's Monday morning, I feel great, I'm determined, I'm I'm focused, I'm full of vim and vigor about hitting my goals for the week, but then eventually halfway through the week, you start to feel a little less, um, a little less focused, a little less motivated. And then by the weekend, you're just like, ah, screw it. <laughs> well, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and also that same sort of feeling often happens on a sort of micro level of your day. Mm-hmm. So sometimes uh, you wake up in the morning and you're feeling that same sort of motivated feeling. I'm going to totally nail stuff. And by the time, I don't know, dinner is finished or you're, you're winding up your day, you've totally lost your focus and you start to to veer off the road and heading for the rhubarb, as we say. Well, in this episode, we're going to teach you a couple of different strategies to solve each of these issues by kind of rethinking how you actually plan for and execute your time, your day, your week, and, and maybe your month. And <laughs> given when we're talking about this right now, maybe your year. Okay. But before we dig into that, Brock, I got to just back up a little bit, heading for the rhubarb. Is this another one of these wacky Canadian aphorisms? Yeah, that's <laughs> the prairies of Canada, maybe even specifically Saskatchewan, but yeah, heading for the rhubarb. Before before we um, get into that conversation, this is the part of the podcast where we always like to take a minute and share either something that we're working on or something that you're working on, because we hear from a lot of you about what's going well, what you need help with. We love to. And I wanted to share a comment that actually one of the people that we work with in our year-long Way Less program, this was a comment that she posted in the members forum as people were sort of reflecting on the new year. And she said, my favorite part of the Way Less program is that I have not had a new year's resolution related to weight since I joined. Mm -hmm. I'm still working on becoming the healthiest me I can be, but there's no big change to dread. Just keep on moving forward. That phrase right there, no big change to dread in those two words, especially (laughs) like the big change and the dreading it. It's funny, 
when I look back at any resolutions that I've made, you try to frame them in the most positive way that you possibly can, because it's supposed to be this aspirational thing that happens every year on the first of the year. But it really is often filled with dread. And I never really put the word to it. But she's absolutely right. That's right. And, you know, losing weight and weight loss is one of the most common resolutions. And Mm. sure, people that we work with often have been struggling for years. And that's probably been their New Year's resolution for years or decades. So it's especially freeing to realize that that no longer has to be your New Year's intention. And a lot of people in the program actually kind of piled on to that conversation. Uh, Diana said, yeah, I still have health related goals, but they're more like things I want to explore. I love that. Mm -hmm. Something I want to explore and additional habits that I'd like to experiment with. Now that is spoken like a true changeologist. (laughs) So it was very fun to see those comments. Change a catologist? Change a monologist? No, I don't know. Well, changeology would be the science of change. I think that fits perfectly. Perfectly. But those comments about New Year's resolutions sort of segue right into our topic. Yeah, with all this focus on it being the the new year, new you, we thought it would be the perfect time to look at these two um, subjects of, of looking at your week in a different way and looking at your day in a slightly different way as well. And breaking from the more sort of traditional thing, we often hear about like Sunday is your prep day. That's the day you make all your meals and put them in little packages and you you set out your your calendar and often set your to-do list and things like that. And then more recently in the last... I'd say probably five years or so, there's been a lot of focus on people's morning rituals. Like you can sign up for people's newsletters and get their download their morning ritual and, and stuff. And I'm guilty of it too. I've posted not just one, but two videos of my morning movement routine because people want it. But as much as that can be really helpful, we kind of forget about the rest of the day. So so yeah, right. we're going to take, take advantage of this time of year to, uh, to sort of look at those traditional ideas and turn them on their head a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think as human beings, we we have a lot of energy for beginnings. And that's what gets us excited about New Year's, for example, but also just having it be a fresh new week or even a brand new day. You know, that idea of getting a fresh start and and having a clean slate, maybe where nothing has yet gone wrong. But Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, we get ourselves really fired up to start things. And that means that we we start a new project or a day or a week with lots of optimism and lots of energy. But that beginning energy isn't always or even usually enough to kind of get us through to the end of whatever it is, to the end of the project. And then when we run out of that beginning energy, but we're still kind of in the middle, it's just so easy to throw in the towel and we'll decide, uh, okay, I'll just wait for the next beginning. I'll just wait till Mm -hmm. next Monday and I'll start again, or I'll start again tomorrow, or I'll start again in January. And that is just too much time to throw away. We need to be able to reclaim all of that time that happens after the beginning energy has been exhausted. Yeah. We're recording this episode on January 6th. So we're still within the first week of 2021. And I actually know somebody who set a New Year's resolution, Mm -hmm. despite my best efforts to caution her that, that January 1st doesn't have any magic power and don't put too much pressure on future you. She's not going to be any more resilient than than you are right now and and gave her all the reasons why she should sit down and really 
figure out like what the intentions are, what the values are, like what the plan is and stuff. She's, you should send her the Change Academy lab notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I should. That's the perfect. perfect tool for that. It's absolutely perfect. But she went ahead and made this resolution of, I'm not going to mention what it is, but uh, one of the more popular sort of New Year's resolutions. And you know what? She's already messaged me saying, how bad would it be for me to break this? Oh, no. <laughs> like, she's already like, I'm not really sure about this. And I actually said, that is fine. I totally applaud your desire to take a step back from this ridiculously ambitious goal and actually look at it in a more realistic manner and try to figure out how you can reach your ultimate goal without absolutely killing yourself in this first month of this brand new year, just because at some point we mentally thought that the beginning of the year was the time that we would be magically more motivated and focused and all of that kind of stuff that it really isn't true. So so you know who you are. I know you're listening because she is a, a listener to this show, but I'm just sort of using that little story as permission to the rest of you. If you found yourself getting swept up in all the excitement of making these New Year's resolutions and you maybe bit off more than you can chew, it's okay to take a step back. It isn't failure to say, you know what? That's a little more than I needed to do. Maybe I can back off and make this a little more realistic and actually set myself up for success rather than just frustration. Yeah. And you know what? January 9th is a great day to start a new project or a new initiative or January 14th for that matter, which reminds me of a great saying, what's the best day to plant a tree, Brock? Uh, yesterday. 10 years ago. Ah. What's, what's the <laughs> second best day to plant a tree? Yesterday. Today. Ah, I suck at this. <laughs> Want to try that again? <laughs> no, that's a great point. And, you know, you don't even have to wait until January 9th. Like, Oh, no, I'm just picking dates yeah, out of hats. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, uh, we always say there isn't a bandwagon necessarily to be on or off. Like, there is no bandwagon, sort of like the Matrix. There is no spoon. Are you familiar <laughs> with that scene? There is no bandwagon. I mean, really, the thing that is so wonderful about the philosophy that we preach on this podcast is that every choice you have to make, like starting from this moment right now, you can make the choice to move towards your goal or you can make the choice to move away from your goal. And that's all that it takes. It's not some grand thing that you need to spend the next month planning for and getting ready for. If you know where you're going, the next time you have the opportunity to take a step towards it, do it. Yeah, even if it's in the middle of the day, even if it's five minutes before you go to bed. Right. <laughs> There's still time in that day to make progress. But let's talk a little bit about how we think about our week, yeah. because I think that is a level at which a lot of people struggle. They start off every Monday morning feeling determined. And then by Friday, they're just, you know, wondering what happened to their weekly goals. And we hear this all the time from people that we work with. We got a, a note just, um, I think this might have been on one of our Facebook pages, saying, I start out strong every Monday. I'm sticking to my plan. I'm making healthy choices. I'm checking off my daily wins. But then the week just wears me down. And by Thursday, I'm completely off plan. I'm making poor choices. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I can't find my motivation. So yeah. you... Can you relate? You know, uh, I think we've all felt this way. And, you know, a lot of us um, work non-traditional schedules. We don't all work Monday through Friday right. anymore and have the Saturday, Sunday uh, weekend. 
I find that even those of us who don't work a traditional Monday through Friday gig, the cultural conditioning is still just so mm-hmm. strong to see Monday as fresh start day. That's the day everything begins. But as I said before, so often that beginning energy isn't quite enough to get us through the entire work week. Now, we may still have to work five days, <laughs> and we may not have a lot of choice over which five days we work, but one solution that we like to suggest and maybe play around with today is to change the way we're mentally arranging our time or our week, regardless of what our actual work schedule is. So one way you could do this is to think of your, let's call it your personal work week as starting on Thursday instead of Monday. And so if you are somebody who maybe on Sunday night will set weekly intentions, or let's say you keep a habit or a goal tracking chart or app or something, see if you can set it up so that instead of running from Sunday to Saturday or Monday through Sunday, have it run from Thursday to Wednesday. Now, that doesn't put any more days into your week or <laughs> or any more days into your weekend or something, but just that little shift can really help how it feels to navigate through your time. And sometimes that's all we need. So the way that might look is that on Wednesday night, for example, right smack in the middle of your week, that could be the night that you set aside an hour to sort of prepare yourself mentally and logistically for whatever it is that you want to accomplish on a personal level over the next week. You can write that down. This would be a great time to listen to a podcast that inspires you or read a book that really moves you to be your best self, to live your best life. So then on Thursday, which is a day that you would normally be kind of flag, your energy would be flagging, you'd start to feel like, you know, the week had worn you down and and you might as well just throw in the towel. You go in with like a fresh breath of air, calm, you're prepared for, you know, to finish out your week. And then after just a couple of days, if you do work a traditional work schedule, you get the weekend (laughs) and you can restore, have a little time off, kind of reset your intentions. And then when you do start again on Monday, if that's when your week starts, well, your personal work week is already half, half over. And so maybe it's a little bit easier for you to finish strong. So This is really just a mental reframing of what it feels like to work from Monday and Friday and then have two days off. We're going to actually put a pause right in the middle of that to refresh our intentions. Yeah, it's like a a refresh or a reset Mm -hmm. of our intentions that happens before things start to go off the rails. And the thing that I really like about this is if you're doing this on Wednesday night, a, a few episodes ago, actually, maybe it was the last episode about being too busy. We talked about the idea of active leisure time. Mm-hmm. So if you do have a traditional week, so you've got when you're pl- planning on Wednesday night, you've got Thursday and Friday of your work days, and then you can actually look at the weekend as setting up some active leisure time. So you're moving toward your goal rather than mm-hmm. the weekend generally for all the people that we get these emails from is usually like when they're derailing themselves from their goal. Instead, you can set up your weekend to actually continue to help you move towards the goal using that idea of active leisure time, which is still leisure time and still stuff that you enjoy, but is actually serving a purpose and helping you move towards a, a goal. And that's, I, I think a lot of people sort of heard that idea of active leisure time, and it seemed like it would be work 
it seemed like it would be no fun. But I think if you actually spend some time thinking about it and planning for it, it doesn't have to be. It can actually be really enjoyable. Yeah. And, and I want to acknowledge that this strategy is probably going to need a little fine tuning for people because sure. we all have kind of different um, situations that we're working with. And so maybe it's helpful to think about it as operating on a couple of different levels. One is just thinking about how we can mentally reframe our longer stints of work into shorter sprints just to help them feel a little bit less overwhelming, just, you know, chunking it down a little bit. And then the other thing we're doing here with this strategy is we're strategically putting ourselves back into contact with our goals, with our objectives, right at that time when we know our energy typically starts to flag Mm -hmm. and allowing that to reinvigorate us. If there's anything that I hope people are learning from this podcast, it's that we want you to experiment and we want you to look at the idea of the sort of traditional ways of viewing things and approaching things and turn them on their heads. And we're not giving you the one answer to solve all the problems. We're just pushing you in a direction that you will be able to discover what the right answer is for you. So let's say you're a shift worker and you have a floating schedule. Like my partner has a very floating schedule. It's two days, two nights, and then four days off. So trying to just stick to this idea of doing it Wednesday night may not work for her. So maybe if she knows that she's got two days, two nights coming up, doing the day before. And that doesn't really matter what day of the week it is. Just finding that rhythm that fits in with with whatever your work week sort of entails. And you know what? Maybe for some of you, if you find that the weekend is really the time when things go completely off the rails for you, maybe this is a Friday night kind of a a thing or a Friday Mm. morning or a Saturday morning, just a way to bring you back to those intentions, bring you back to your values, bring you back to your goals. So they're fresh in your mind and not quite so, well, I'm not really, who really cares? I'd rather have this piece of cake or I'd rather go online shopping for the rest of the day or, or whatever. So, okay, no matter what your week looks like, let's look at the days now. Let's get a zoom in a little bit. So the same sort of idea usually happens or can often happen on a daily basis, like I said at the beginning. So a lot of us have this sort of morning ritual or even maybe without a ritual, we just jump out of bed and we feel like we're full of determination and full of motivation and and we're very clear on the things that we want to do. But again, as the day wears on and the pressures pile up and the stresses come and go and by the end of the day, we just want to curl up on the couch and do some online shopping with a big bowl of popcorn or something. Right. But we can apply a very similar strategy to our day as we just suggested applying to the week. So we can change the way we mentally organize our time and think about, you know, when things begin. And then we can also schedule a ritual or a practice that will help us reconnect with those goals and that motivation right at that time that our energy is running out. So instead of, or maybe even in addition to a morning ritual, if you have a morning ritual and it's working for you, you can keep that, but we're going to design a little mini evening ritual that just its only purpose is to help refresh our intentions. So this does not have to be long or elaborate. It could be a 10 minute session on your yoga mat stretching or doing some breathing exercises or just a few minutes reading something or even just sitting quietly and closing your eyes. Doesn't that sound sort of amazing? When's the last (laughs) time you ever did that at the end of a day, at the end of a work day, just closed your computer, sat there, closed your eyes and just took a few deep breaths. 
And what should you do during this time? You could just spend a moment acknowledging what you accomplished that day or what went particularly well. You can consciously let go of the day's frustrations. Mm. You can remind yourself what's important to you. And just taking those few minutes can help you go into your evening feeling more relaxed for one thing, but more importantly, in touch with what you want for yourself and what you want to get out of your evening. If we don't take that moment, sometimes that just escapes us. If you've got it written down, I think it's even better because you can actually sit down and look at your list, whether it's the list that you created on Wednesday night or it's the the journal that you started in the morning or or something that maybe you did at the, the beginning of the year and you just put it down on paper somewhere. Something that you can just sort of reflect back on and remind yourself. I had a, a mantra that I would go back to quite often back um, when I was really working on my my issues with anxiety and depression. I had a, a particular phrase that was actually from, have you seen the movie Groundhog Day? I've seen it, but I don't remember a catchphrase from it. It wasn't a catchphrase. It was a throwaway line where he just decided when the main character, Bill Murray, was uh, deciding that he wasn't going to, to fight this loop that he was stuck in he actually said i'm not gonna live by their rules anymore (laughs) and he said it in that very charming bill murray kind of way and that really stuck with me and every time i found myself starting to to get down or feel the anxiety mounting or something i'd just remind myself that i'm not gonna play by their rules anymore and somehow that would refocus me and bring me back to my intentions of I can control this. I, I have the the ability to to stick to my goals and stick to my training and 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 go and play the hockey game that I'm supposed to play this evening, not just spend time feeling anxious at home and not enjoy life. So I feel like this is an opportunity to to come back to that mantra and come back to that list and, and refocus yourself. And it doesn't have to be something as as drastic as working on an anxiety or a depression issue. It can just be reframing your your overall goals and and your values. And I think you make a good point about not just about writing things down so that you have a record of them, but then referring back mm-hmm. to what you've written down. I started to get so frustrated with the, you know, I would make these lists of goals or intentions or things that I wanted to accomplish. And then, you know, I would kind of never look back at them. I would turn the page on my journal or on my calendar And then I would almost immediately lose touch with them. And then I'd wonder why I didn't make more progress towards them. And I have found it so helpful to actually look at some of those lists, whether it's what I want to get out of my year or my month or my week, whatever it is, on on a daily basis. And, you know, it seems like you would get bored just kind of looking at the same list over and over and over again. It doesn't change, right? And yet I find it, A, strangely calming because now Mm -hmm. that's sort of my evening ritual. I just kind of flip it open. It's like, oh, there it is. And, uh, and I find that relaxing, but also it means that I'm like kind of on a daily basis, rereading those things and reminding myself like, yes, that was important enough to me to put on this list or to pick as something that I wanted to focus on for this period of my life. And I do want to kind of keep that front and center. So I would just add to what you said, don't just write it down, but then keep that in your field of vision, whatever that means for you. And that, and this evening ritual or midday week can be the perfect time to renew your acquaintance with that. It is the perfect time. I mean, there's a reason why I think one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest selling business books in the world recommended that you put like make a million dollars on, on a piece of paper and put it on your 
bathroom mirror or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you're always seeing that because that kind of reinforcement does work. And we're not encouraging you to (laughs) try to make a million dollars, but it really does matter having that reminder, that written reminder to, to just see the note that you made to yourself, I think is the important part too. Well, you know, it's funny. I guess I've seen that too, that you're supposed to write something on your mirror. And I know for me, if I put something in a place where I'll see it, if I just see it every day, I soon stop seeing it. I have to Mm. kind of, you know, move it around. Um, Otherwise it just becomes part of my, you know, backdrop. I don't even register it anymore. But I think that there's something, maybe it's the kinetic part of it that I actually get out my my little book and open up the cover and turn the physical page. I know you're big on electronic journals and, mm. and note keepers and things, but I actually do it old school. Maybe there's something about the physical act of that, that even though I'm looking at the same page as I look at every day, I see it in yeah. a way that I'm not sure I would see a screensaver after the first day or two or a note on the mirror or something like that. But right? that's me. I, and that is an exact, that's a perfect example of exactly what I was talking about earlier which is like we we don't have the answers for everybody as much as we don't have the answer for each other because even between the two of us we have different approaches to it and the important part is that you tried it one way it didn't work for you you found a way that worked for you and it doesn't have to work for me doesn't have to work for you it's uh, we found our own our own things and and honestly I don't have a sticky note on my mirror and it certainly doesn't say a million dollar make a million dollars but even if it even if you did have a sticky I am sure that's not what it would say no we should start a little um little contest for people to guess what your sticky would say <laughs> I have a few right. thoughts all right let's why don't we just wrap up today's discussion with a couple of takeaways just on the the principles that we talked about today, because this is one of those things that really is going to have to be customized to you. So right. here are the guiding principles. Mentally breaking your day and your week, even a big project, into smaller parts can make following through on your plans feel less overwhelming and exhausting. Yeah. Another idea here is that we want to set aside time to review our goals and our objectives and our compelling reasons because this can help refresh our intentions. I think it's a great idea to schedule a specific ritual or practice, whether that's a midweek goal-setting session or an after-work refresh. Or both. Or both. But choose a time when you typically start to lose focus or resolve. That's the perfect time Mm -hmm. for that little thing to go into your calendar. And then finally... Mm -hmm making a written record of your goals and objectives and your whys, and then looking at it every once in a while can help provide a reminder right when you need one. Nice. All right. Let's jump into the lab experiment for this week. So I'm going to present them as option one and option two, but feel free to do option one and option two, but we don't want to overwhelm you. But okay, here's option one. So on Wednesday night or whatever night of the week works best for you, set aside an hour, let's say, to prepare yourself mentally and logistically for what you want to accomplish personally in the week to come. And like Monica said earlier, this would be a great time to listen to a podcast or grab a book that has inspired you and and get yourself sort of motivated and fired up from, from looking or listening to that. And it can often help to actually think of your week as maybe a two day sprint followed by two days of rest and recovery followed by a three-day sustainable effort or something like that. But make sure you write down your goals, your intentions, and your objectives for the week. Here's option two. 
at the end of the day or before you make dinner somewhere where you know things are probably going to be going a little off the rails, set aside just a few minutes to do some yoga or go for a quick walk. That's that's my personal favorite. Or just sit and do some breathing or some journaling exercises. And also take a little bit of time to just look at that list of goals and intentions and objectives that you wrote down on Wednesday night and think about why these are important to you and what it would feel like to actually stay in alignment with those goals despite feeling tired or feeling stressed or fighting to find that motivation. And of course, you can always do both options if you're feeling really ambitious. Yeah, but give this a try and see whether this subtle shift in the way you manage your energy and think about your time helps you avoid that end of day or middle of the week burnout. And if it would be helpful for you, you can hop on over to our website, changeacademypodcast.com and grab a copy of your lab notebook. It's on the show notes page for today's show mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and use that to help fuel your progress. And you can't miss it because there's a flashing little icon in the top right hand <laughs> corner. It might be a little glitzy, but uh, we thought it was kind of fun. So I think that's it for this time. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget to download your copy of the Lab Notebook at changeacademypodcast.com. <laughs>